Metalladad Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Sanford. And I'm your other host, Blake Talica. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode two. Um, you know, hopefully you enjoyed episode one. Thanks for being patient with us as we, you know, hunger down into these microphone EQs. Uh, <laughs> I apologize if there was any sort of ear-piercing uh, mids that were coming through. And there was also some volume balance. But hopefully we've got that squared away here in episode two. Let's hope so. Also, please like, comment, and subscribe to all of our podcasts on all of the platforms. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Send us an email to metalladadspodcasts at gmail.com. You know, all the good stuff. So, we are here to talk about our first Metallica concert experience. 2009, Nashville, Tennessee, on the World Magnetic Tour. We're going to kind of go from beginning to end for that day and the entire set list. A couple of things happened during that show that were pretty unique for us, especially for it to be our first show. Um, We got pretty lucky. We cried. Uh, We almost died. And uh, we got to see Metallica. So overall, I'd call it a win. Yes, definitely should have eaten that day too. Yes. Um, A couple of things we kind of brushed over real quick too during episode one. I don't know if you heard during... Blake's story, but he did mention how many Metallica tattoos he has, and that we kind of just kind of brushed over that, but probably the most Metallica tattoos on one individual that I've ever seen. 36. I've, I've reached out to Guinness, and they don't seem to care, so. I don't know why. I mean, you know. I met, I met Lars, and he told me it was the most he'd ever seen, so I'm going to call that a world record. So, uh, suck it. Yes. World record complete. We don't need Guinness to confirm that. Lars Ulrich approved. <laughs> yes. So what would you say, do you have a favorite? I know that's impossible um, to ask. Probably the Lars on my thigh just because he liked it so much. There's a picture of that on your Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. Either that or uh, I have underneath my portrait of James, I have a tattoo of the d logo from the secret set at the second Orion that uh, Lars took a picture of to send Dane DeHaan, who it was named after. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. You might have told me, but that's awesome. That was in... Uh, that was the Rock of the Rage meet and greet. I showed it to Lars, and he had to take a picture and send it to that guy. Is there one that hurt the most? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, probably Kirk on the back of my thigh. That one was terrible. And that's Kirk as a vampire, right? Vampire Kirk in the car. Yes. Okay, I remember the one I remember the most would probably be the when you got Lady Justice on your arm. That was a long night. That was New Year's Eve, I believe. Yeah, I, I remember uh, that one very vividly. I remember, I remember I got really drunk the next night. That was the first real big tattoo I ever got. And I got just shit-faced. And I was just slapping the hell out of it because I was like, this doesn't hurt. This doesn't hurt. And I woke up the next day and my arm was like, the size of uh, Andre the Giants. Whoa. Yeah, it was large. That's, that's what she said. That's not good. I, and then I also remember you getting the James at a convention, which 
looking back now, like I can't even imagine hashing that thing out as fast as it got completed. Oh yeah, that was a long day too. Uh, five hours of tattooing, which should have took eight. Yeah, it definitely should have taken much longer All than day. it did. That's a lot of blue. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, so you know, I I don't have any metallic. I do to have one Metallica tattoo. It's MFF, which if you know, you know. If you know, you know, because you probably have one. Um, <laughs> I like all six people listening that have the same tattoo as us. Congratulations, you're part of the in crowd, and I wonder how many of an influx of that tattoo we're going to see now. Uh, if people start finding out about it, which that's fine. Yeah, you know, we're all welcoming. Yes, we are very welcoming. Uh, just to kind of, but enough about my body. Let's talk about the show. Enough of your body. <laughs> so before I got into some facts about the World Magnetic Show, I did want to bring up that there's this interview that Lars did a couple of days ago. And oh yeah, you told me about this. You may have seen this somewhere on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. It went pretty much everywhere. I think it was like December 30th or something, but they were talking to him about them recording their new album, which at this point, I kind of knew they were doing something, but I didn't know it was like official. Yes, we are doing something. Um, and we joked about before we started that it just seemed a little early. <laughs> and then Blake was like, hush. It's been five years. Um, not nearly as long as it could have been. So let's just not get crazy over there. I would definitely say we're pretty lucky that if we get one in the next year, because I'll settle for two. Well, yeah, you know, we are not definitely not lucky enough to get another load reload situation where we get two full complete albums back just, to back. Just give me one that sounds like load or reload, then I'll be fine. That's true. Give me bleeding me part two. Sure. Um Unforgiven Seven. He also talks about uh, of course all their Zoom meetings or whatever, but it says that and I quote from Lars Ulrich himself, it's the heaviest thing, the coolest. He enthused. But all kidding aside, if it wasn't because we thought that the best record was still ahead of us, then why keep doing it? Now, he's mentioned that several times, that the, they have not written their best album. So we can have opinions all day, but... Absolutely. Lars said that they have not written their best, so... We'll I'm going to catch shit for this one, but there's no such thing as a bad Metallica album. There's only such a thing as a bad Lou Reed album that just happened to have Metallica on it. I agree. Is it, does it, if you look at Metallica, does it say Metallica featuring Lou Reed or is it just? It's just called Lulu. Okay. The word Metallica is not on the cover. That is very true. I think that's a pretty good excuse to not do that. I think there's a reason they didn't do that too. I, I just have this weird, they had to have been sitting in the studio and thinking, what is this? No, because they like Lou Reed. And uh, I can't say that I'm a fan. But that's just my personal taste. I, just, I don't like anything. I don't know, man. To me, I remember the listening to the first track. I was so excited because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was like, New Metallica, let's go. I had never, being honest, I had never heard a Lou Reed song. Fortunately. Oh, I hadn't either. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> so it says, also from Lars, In Metallica, we love the creative process, and it's hard for me to imagine that we'll ever stop making records. So Please let's take that to the bank, Lars. that energy. Yes. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah, That's a legal binding contract. It's on the internet. Well, it's hard for me to imagine that we'll ever stop making records. Okay. I'll cry. Cool. Awesome. 
we'll we'll keep that in mind. Uh, onward, so, onward. So, into some interesting facts about World Magnetic Tour. Now, this is from Wikipedia, so you know, take it as it is. But great assault. Yes, World Mag Tour was from 2008 to 2010. We saw them in 2009 because it was a we was on the one year anniversary of World of Death Magnetic release, right? September 14th. Okay. Uh, it might have been a year th- and a day. I, I think the album came out on September 12th. Okay. So yeah. a day off. Yep. Two Very days close. Off, whatever. Mm-hmm. So started San Francisco. They toured Europe and South America, Asia, you know, all those places. This says that the tour ended up being the most successful by Metallica. Really? It says grossing roughly two point or $217 million. The 18th highest grossing tour of all time. Okay. Should have been number one. I don't know who's Probably out like there. Michael Jackson or something. Michael Jackson or like the Beatles, and they, they're like counting for inflation or yeah. something. Uh, who knows? <coughs> something else that's interesting, too, is all the bands that toured with them on this show. So if I scroll down, we saw them with Gojira and Lamb of God. But according to this... Alice and Chains played a show with them in Dublin of in Sevenfold. Of course they did. Yeah, they're always hanging around. Uh, Machine Head was on a couple. Which that would be I a would fun have, one. Dude, I would have... They put on a good show. I've seen them once. I would have much rather a Machine Head than Gojira. Yeah. Just to hear Halo. Uh, Mastodon was there a couple times. That would have been fun. Sepultura. I'm good. Volbeat, not surprising. The Sword, that's another one Lars really likes. Uh, is there anyone else on here that sticks out? Mass Hysteria. Some of these don't even have links on Wikipedia. So I know who High on Fire is. Some uh, of these, I think, might be some Hispanic artists because they're exclusively the in... South American tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I have never heard of, so... Baroness. Uh, they're not bad. Yeah, well, they're on here. And then, what's even more interesting is there's a song list... Now, again, I don't know how accurate this is, but there's a song list that tells you how many times they played a song in tour? this tour. Okay. There are some surprisers on here. For one, they played... Uh, Green Hell. They played Ecstasy once themselves, not just during the intro. That was in... Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm almost positive that was in Copenhagen. For uh, they always bust out the stops for that show because it's Lars's hometown. They also probably did Suicide Redemption the one time they played that. No, um, I, I used to know where they played that because I know somebody that saw it. Well, something one of my all-time favorite songs is the Outlaw Torn. They played that song three times during that tour. Not in Nashville. Not in Nashville. No, unfortunately, they played I Disappear. We've seen that one a couple times. They played Frantic six times. Oh, Where? my God. What the heck, man? Um, I, I can actually show you. Yeah? There, there's a website for that. Uh, anybody who's kind of into Metallica and have seen them a few times, if you don't already know, iPalm.com, Insanity Palace of Metallica. There's all kinds of cool tour stats and for pit collecting and... Uh, all kinds of cool shit. It's IPOM.com. Check them out. Let's see. Unforgiven three, seven times. Whew. 
I didn't even know they had played it that many times. Yeah, I knew they played it. That would have been really cool. Hole in the Sky, the Black Sabbath cover. I didn't know they've ever played that either. They played it once, and they did Motorcycle Man. I don't... That's uh, Saxon. That's why I don't know it. Let's see. No Leaf Clover, 13 times. Short of straw, 10 times. Now, I'm kind of glad I did not see No Leaf Clover, because this now means I've only seen... No Leaf Clover with the symphony. Okay, so I'm jumping ahead. They played Dyer's Eve 18 times, and I've never seen it once. And I wish... Shoot me in the face. I know. And I I wanted to correct my first statement during the first episode because I would like to take out a Fixer for me and put in Dyer's Eve because I feel like that should trump that because of how many times that they've... Uh, I'm going to have to disagree, but that's just me. Fixer it, holds a special place in my heart. It does, and it's... Devastating as it's going to be to hear Dyer's Eve and no double bass, which I'm not knocking <laughs> Lars on that because of how old he is. He can it's do okay. what he wants to. He's, Whatever he wants to. You know, He's in the biggest metal band of all time. He can play the drums how he wants to play the drums. Um, then we've got, let's see what else on here. Some of these, then it starts to kind of get like up in the 36 times, like hit the lights 36 times. That's not shocking. Not at all. Am I evil 26 times? Which I didn't see that till God. I've seen it. I can't remember when, but I've seen it. What's funny is for whom the bell tolls seventy-seven times, and it was not in Nashville. Yeah, we didn't see that song till Orion. And now it's almost like it's become a staple now. Oh yeah, I don't think they do a set list without it at this point. Yeah, it used to not be. Yeah, it used to be pretty rare. I remember us talking about hoping that we would get that one. Uh, Creeping death. 81 times. And then we get into the death, mag- death magnetic stuff, which obviously they played a gajillion times. The most, let's see, that was just your life, was 169 times. And then not shocking is Master of Puppets, One, Sandman, Sad But True, and Nothing Else Matters. Seek. 186 times. And Seek and Destroy, which at this point they were ending with Every Seek show with that, which I miss... I do Dearly. miss that. Yeah. And then it just goes into how much money they made, which we don't need to talk about that. More than we have. More than we'll ever see. Yep. Uh, um, okay. So I guess we could just kind of jump into it. Um, the first song that we've got coming up, uh, they started. Well, should we do that or we want to start with the day first? Let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Okay. Um, Let me just cut you off there. Don't get too excited. I promise you're going to get to hear some Metallica today. Yes. Um, just not right now. How did that day start? God, it's all... How long has it been? 2009 and it's 2021, so... 11? Math. 11. 11 days, yeah. years. Well, what's funny is, too, I think it started at like 9 p.m. the day before because I had a horrible time sleeping. Oh, same. Um, I think... You were at my house. We were waiting on my dad, as we always had to. Yes, we were at Nanny's house. Yes. Chattanooga. And waiting on your dad. He came picks us up. Like 45 minutes late. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> of course, we were just sitting there waiting like, okay. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's it's go. Time. It's time to go. Uh, and this was like at 2 o'clock in the morning, too, because we had to go and pick up. My little sister, who yeah. lived in Paris, Tennessee, which is roughly four hours from where we live. Yeah, so we had to drop all the way there first and then back over to Nashville. I remember parking underground 
and then go and find our spot. I'm pretty sure there were only five people in front of us when we got there. That there sounds were, about right. There were three that and, and I didn't know in front of us right up against the door with and then chairs. the two lifelong friends we've made from that show. Yes. Who we don't see as much as we'd like to, but we 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 still love them. Yeah. Uh, Corey and Blake, funny enough. Corey and Blake, yeah. We talked literally the entire time we were in line. Well, we had never met like hardcore fans other than ourselves at this point. Like we didn't know what we were walking into culture wise. It's like heaven. I, like I definitely didn't know. And now that we've been to as many as we have, like our little corner of the world, we were the biggest Metallica fans. And now in relation to everybody else, it's like, whoa. I didn't know there was somebody else just like me. Like there's there's instances where it's like, damn we ain't shit. No, <laughs> I don't even know what time those people in front of us could have gotten there to beat. Because we, got, we there. got there, it was still dark. So it had to be 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Something like that. Because it's, it's an hour difference between us, We drive-wise. So. Got in line in front of the Sobe Center and didn't move. Yeah. I remember, as we've said so many times, not eating. Biggest regret. There oh, was, it was a, terrible. There was a Tennessee Vols. Like, it was the College Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> it was connected to the arena, and we were so bored that we both paid like $8 to walk through this, not giving a damn about football at the time. And Tyler's an Alabama fan. Yes. And we're in the middle of Tennessee. So there's like Vols. Nothing for him no, at all. There's Vols. It's Vols and Eli and Peyton Manning yes. everywhere. Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was... I mean, you're talking about a level of board yeah. that I had ever experienced. Like this is before cell phones could get on the internet. Again. Well, yes. for free. Yeah. You had to pay for internet it, back this in was those a flip, days. You know, you're on a flip phone and then your Safari's trying to load or whatever You're it is. hitting end 17 times so your mom doesn't call you about the bill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. And I remember, I think we sat in line and we listened to some music. You're, you're that fan that's sitting there listening to Metallica. Before you go to see Metallica, um, I think you brought your iPod. I did bring my iPod, but it's probably some little pocket speaker that folded like this. Probably, like a little V. I remember that. Um, so we waited there. I, I'm sure the doors probably opened around five or four, probably five or six. And uh, this was this was before we were Met Club members too. This was before we joined the world of Met Club. Which I wish we would have had that during, because that was at the point where I think they were let, were they letting all Met Club members in early? You had to buy the tickets through Met Club. But once you did, you know, you could, you had early access for like 30 minutes, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know that to be 100% true, but. What a time to be alive. Yeah. That luxury has since sailed. Um, we won't get into the Met Club, because Jesus Christ, that's a thing now. <sighs> It's yeah. like talking politics, which is nothing we will ever do here. <laughs> no, that is not going to happen. So, yeah, you know, definitely not going to talk about that. Never. No. So Unless James Hetfield runs for president, I don't care what party he is, he has my vote. I think you would have every, every Metallica member's that, vote. That's a real landslide right there. <laughs> landslide victory. Um, so, you know, we get gates open. We, you know, kind of run in. This is our first concert experience at, at this level. So we're, you know, running down the stairs, going down to the floor. Met Club has, you know, proceeded to take up the entire rail devastatingly. 
So we yeah, we were not on the rail for our first Metallica show, sadly enough. <sighs> that's okay because we've made up for it many times after that. Yeah, we were rail adjacent. We were rail adjacent. I could, I could probably touch, touch you know, it if I've wanted through to somebody in, invade somebody's space, which I think at some point we probably did. Um, so yeah, with consent, you know, Gojira comes on first. Do typical forty-five minute set change, then Lamb of God comes on. Another typical forty-five minute set, and then you know, finally. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about Lamb of God. Sure. Because as, as much as I hate that we didn't appreciate him then, because I didn't care, I didn't, I'd never really listened to him. But I did notice that uh, one of their guitar players was out, and the guy filling in for him was one of the guitar players uh, from uh, God Forbid. Oh, I remember that now. Doc Coyle. Yes. Which he's in uh, Bad Wolves. Yeah. Now. Wow. But I thought that was pretty cool. I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. I think this was, I don't know what, I'm not even going to pretend I know what album was released at that point for Lamb of God. Oh, I, I have no idea. Um, Probably Sacrament, but don't quote me on that. I feel like it was because they were like, Walk With Me in Hell was a big one for yes. that show. Was that on Sacrament? Maybe. I, I remember they played Redneck, <laughs> which I would kill to hear now. Yes, just because there's so many memes between the two of us yes. of that song. <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. But unfortunately, being as young as we were, we were just like, can this band just please... Can James Hetfield come out and rock my dick off? Oh, And can we talk about the crowd for a second, too? Like, the crowd in Nashville, man. Trash. Like if you were there, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about you specifically. <laughs> if you were up in the seats, you were probably a lovely person. Yeah, absolutely. but the floor. Oh my gosh, everybody was just so drunk already before Metallica came on, which I know is expected. You can drink whatever, but just don't. Like the entire show was just one big push. Yes, there was never. A, a there moment. hasn't been a show like that since either. N- no, not that bad. No, and we've. Seeing them like in huge festival shows yes. like Lala or Heavy Montreal. 50,000 people behind you. And it didn't push that bad. No. And there was like what? And tw- it was broken to four sides. <laughs> this was when they were in the round. This is redneck drunk strength. Okay. We're in the middle <sighs> of Tennessee, which I'm from Tennessee, so I could call them rednecks. It's redneck drunk strength. It was. And by the time Metallica came on, I mean. I can remember the pushing consisting between sets. Oh, like, yeah. There's no band on the stage, and no people stopping. are still pushing. And I'm like, there's nowhere to go. What is happening Sit right now? Sit down. Just stop. Like, I'm trying not to fall over. My stomach is eating my backbone, <laughs> and I just want to die. But I'm not moving. No. Like, I ain't moving. I'm, I'm going to see Metallica for the first time ever. I counted it down on Facebook like the child that I was. Every day I'd post a new status, 98 days, 97 days, so on and so forth. I wasn't moving. I remember that. Like, you could not have pulled me. You'd have had to kill me. Well, and I remember, too, like, yeah, it was just real bad. So, sorry, Nashville. And, again, I've been to shows since then, did not have that problem. So, probably my favorite type show as much as I'm extremely envious of anybody that's in the snake pit, but a snake pit show, if you get that side of the catwalk, that's like golden. Cause there's not, you can't really, I mean, you can push, but it's not, there's no point in it. No. And I don't know. It's just like the, 
the crowd's dispersed enough around you that you can just. Yeah, I've been spoiled on those. I've got to see two shows from the Snake Pit, and uh, if there's anyone from the Met Club listening, I will uh, do some dirty shit if you can guarantee me Snake Pit passes for every show. Oh and, man, uh, just throwing it out there. My wife doesn't care. She'll watch if you give if you give her one too. So if I can't have a Snake Pit, then don't do a Snake Pit. I, I agree with that. Uh, if I can't get in the Snake Pit, I, I just want it to be a regular rail show. Regular rail. Please. They did Lollapalooza was like that. That's where I got my first drumstick. Yes, it was. And they were so of course, but then at the same time, like when they're not like that, they're so far away because the stage is so daggum high. Yes. So it's a you know, two edged sword. It's you know, you're gonna lose either way. That's funny, I got my first drumstick at a uh a straight up rail show as well. Rock on the range. I guess it's just fate. He's got way. good aim, dude. He's really good at that, actually, and it's weird. I didn't. I'm so thankful that I didn't get teased, because I, I I'd have cried for you, dude. Because everybody who's seen a video of Lars giving out a stick, and he's just dangling it over, and obviously the entire crowd's just like, please, and they've got their hand out. But that didn't happen to me. He he did that, and then was in the process of walking to his next point of doing that again. And just happened to catch my eye, and I just did the you know give me that <laughs> signal with my Let hand. Let me get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I did that. He makes eye contact with me, and he points, and I said yes, and he just kind of huh, just feather weighted it. <laughs> I like how you described that for the people who huh. can't see you. Yes. Just a little huh. yeah, just feather weighted it over the security guard and right into my hand. Like I didn't have to jump; it just landed. Right into my right hand, and then immediately went under my shirt. Yes, and I'd have killed anybody who touched it. <sighs> yeah, you're talking about ang- like anxiety. See, you got lucky with that because like you just caught his eye. I was a lot luckier because I did a meet and greet earlier that day, and uh, I sh- I pulled up my shirt, or actually I didn't have on a shirt because it rained all day, and I just threw my arm over the rail and pointed at the tattoo he was taking a picture of like four hours ago, and he said, "Oh shit." I threw it right to me. So at least he remembered you. Yeah, he he knows who I am at this point. Uh, to be talked about on a later episode, he almost ruined my proposal. Yeah, dude, about straight up. And then on a later later show, remembered you enough to give you a beer. Yeah, and a towel. And a towel that he wiped his sweaty face with. Yes, but that's for for later. Yeah, we'll talk about all the cool. We're going to talk about cool shit that happened before that today. So anyway, first song. First song. We will jump into it. Excuse me. So obviously, Ecstasy of Gold comes on. And this was, I don't think there were any screens during this show. No, there were not. Uh, They had the coffins. They had the coffins. Were they playing the video in the coffins? Because I know the coffins had screens, right? Because you could see, didn't they? Or was it just lights? No, it was just lights. As far as I remember. If we're wrong, tell us. But I think I'm right. Well, I think I'm getting confused between that and when they had the boxes. Okay. Then Um, yeah, there were no screens on the the coffins. So now they play the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly video. That's the name of the movie, right? Yes. Okay. Clint Eastwood. um, But, you know, Ecstasy of Gold comes on. And the entire crowd explodes as per usual. Yeah. Um, and then your you know, heart starts pumping and you're singing the song as loud as you can. And so you're, you know, blowing your vocal cords before they even come out. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so then we just kind of jump into it. The first song we have is That Was Just Your Life. See, the crowd's like pumped. It was about at this point where I lost my shit. Oh, yeah. I'm like freaking out. And I like... Some people might give Metallica flack for this, but I like the fact that they don't play everything. Like, let a track do its thing. Like, you don't have to play this intro. No, not at all. I'm cool with the tape. Yeah. And I know a lot of bands do that, but... I think it's pitch black still at this point. Maybe some... Accent no, lights. Pitch black so you start getting the accents. <sighs> I'm like getting chills just remembering. Yes. This is when they started to come onto the stage. Lars. <coughs> this is not there. this is not making like cancel, you know, live shows any easier at the moment. can't see us right now, but we're air drumming. Here we go. It was right. I cried. <laughs> hey, James. How's it going? Miss you, buddy. Kudos to you two for getting all these lyrics out live yeah. while playing that rhythm. That's called diction. Yes, it is. I always think about the making of magnetic. DVD right there when he starts doing gibberish. A beep a beep boo. Yes. It's always tickled me watching him do that with those things. I just love James' mannerisms in general. He's just all around hilarious all the time. You could tell, like, he just likes to play around constantly. And I'm sure in the early days that would drive Lars absolutely insane. Oh, I have no doubt. I'm sure there's video evidence of that that I can't think of, but he's just he just seems like he's a character all the time. Like, I love the videos of him tapping on security guard's shoulders and, like, looking the other way. Like the... Mm-hmm. Verse two. So I think we'll just, I'm going to kind of let this just fade out, but they um, just 
I'll, that was Just Your Life being the first song ever. That's a ripping song to start a show off with. Especially for 16-year-old me who wasn't ready at all. Oh, I didn't no. know what they were going to start with. I didn't look at a set list at all. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think either. Yeah, neither one of us looked at one. But there have been some openers that I've preferred over others for sure. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. There's openers that are better than this, but this one's nostalgic AF. Yeah, especially when it because it's dead quiet and then it just starts with the heartbeat, you know. And yeah, so that was just your life. Um, and then we'll just uh, jump into song number two. Was that the end of the, the line? The end of the line. This is your life. Nashville, this, this is, is your life. life. I wish there were, there's a few songs up there that I wish they would have kept the rotation. Like, this is a fun one. It's a lot of fun. There's some really fun songs in, in Death Magnetic. They're just fun to sing along to, especially when it gets to like the bridge of the song and it slows down. And I don't know. It's a good album. As much as you know, everybody hates on the the way it was mixed and the you know audio quality. I don't know. Obviously, they kind of worked all those kinks out before the live. And anything recorded live is different anyway. Um, so yeah, it's always better. <laughs> this is a story we could say on air. But do you remember? Uh, you remember? Uh, this album came out and we really got into it and I called you from my truck one day I just listened to this song and it got to the clean part <laughs> yeah I know exactly where you're going with that and yes I remember exactly what you're going to say yeah we yeah. can't share that one but uh, just it's know just, that it's funny it's very funny um, yeah I have to tell you, I was listening to this before, just earlier this week, and it was just good to reminisce, but I had forgotten so much about this. I remember listening to it so many times. Oh, I burned this to the ground. <laughs> and uh, I, we knew every like extra lick that James had, um, whether he was just saying Nashville or just like, yeah, or let me hear it. Like we I, do I, every I, single. I do how he said every single word. Like there's parts of this set that, if it's a song they play live, I still see it like he sang it here. Yes, we and it'll throw you off too because that's especially if you're around us. We're like that's he didn't say that at all. What are you talking about? Yes, he did. It was just like ten years ago. <laughs> it was ten years ago. So that's a fun one. Yeah. So, you know, first two songs off the album, open those up. You know, that's kind of awesome. And then we get to move into something I like to call old stuff. Yeah. I think James is going to tell us about that, actually. What about it, James? Here's some old stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this song for an intro is so good. Like, Lars runs out from the back with the LED wall and... Stands up on the seat and then you just go right into the. It is what it is. It's beautiful. Sadly, we didn't. I don't think we knew at this show because we never seen them live. I didn't know you were supposed to scream, chant, die. I was just chanting with them 
say like watermelon like they tell you to in choir class. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't think I, I probably didn't know. Something too that I think about often is I catch myself sometimes during a show not singing because I just want to hear James. No. Now, there are some moments where I do sing constantly. There are certain songs that I sing constantly, but then there's also some moments where I just want to hear, you're like, oh. Like, if it's something I've seen a million times, I might not sing. Like, nothing else matters. That's, not, that's when you go take a piss. Not literally, because you'll lose your spot, but that's what the group chat text is during Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay, run to the bathroom. Yeah. It's, uh... Also, there are some members too that I catch myself watching more than others. Oh, absolutely. And it's and I feel so bad, but it is what it is. If if you happen to be in front of me, I'll watch. Like if Rob or Kurt comes, but my eyes nine they, times out of ten. To Lars or James. I'm glued to Lars or I'm glued to James, and it just it is what That's it is. That's just how it goes. That doesn't mean that they don't matter, but yeah, it's just hard not to watch James Hetfield. It's very hard not to watch James Hetfield. Especially during his, you know, wardrobe changes or like what he was wearing at the beginning of Through the Never. Yeah. And it's just the jacket, R.I.P. Yeah. Battle vest. And I, one of these days I'm going to walk into Unclaimed Baggage and I'm going to find that and I'm just going to cry because I'm about to, I ain't going to get paid, but I'm going to get some bullshit. Dude, you get to, you get to be the new Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, like, if I got it, I'd hold on to it for a couple days. Oh, don't think I wouldn't take some pictures in it with my shirt off. And like, not I'd tell go James do, that I did it. I would go do a boudoir shoot just for my wife in that jacket and nothing else. Knowing, I'm sorry for that visual. Knowing that it had been on James. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody out there in the ether has that vest. You know they do. Okay. I'd give you my car for it right now. And he has some other ones, but that one visually, I think he probably had worked on the longest, yeah. if I had to guess. It, it looked really good. But I, don't, I couldn't tell you what's on the back of it, though. I don't remember. His taste is so obscure. Yeah. And, you know, All my patches are metallic. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not going to have... It's, it, it'd be kind of weird if he had his old patch on there. <laughs> it's just so Metallica real big on the back, and it's got just the Master Puppets I know he had cover. a cliff patch on the back. On this. And I bet you, you know, we had a motorhead. Oh, I guarantee it. So, so, hey, here's the part. Yeah, I was just singing, die, screaming, watermelon. Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Before we fade the song out, we got to hear Rob's part. Oh, that's my favorite part of this song live. Like, I, I've seen him do it in front of me a couple times. It's wonderful. Here it comes. Motherfucker die. Oh, awesome. That's all we needed to hear. We know the rest of the we know the rest of the song. So that was Creeping Death. Now this next song I did not expect and I about fell out on the floor when it started because I I love this song, and it was so fun. I, we've seen it twice, I think, now. I think now, yes. I think now we have seen it twice. Well, they bust out a whole, whole lot. And this was the Met on Tour video. 
if y'all throwback to Met on Tour videos, <laughs> do they even do those anymore? Is Met on Tour a website? It's still active. I don't know. They post everything to YouTube now, so I have no idea. Well, if you, I'm sure you remember. If you don't remember, the Met on Tour videos had, they would do some meet and greet videos, which I've heard. Um, middle up your podcast mentioned how cringy those are and they always are yeah, and I feel are. so bad for those fans I'm glad I never had to be in one yes you didn't I mean you've been in the situation but you fortunately had been able to watch kind of the interactions thankfully I was just an Instagram uh, story so it wasn't that bad yes and yeah, I just feel so bad for those people because when you meet your hero, it's so hard to like have a camera in your face. I couldn't like I'm enough of a wreck as it is, let alone you're recording me. Shit. <laughs> and you just say the worst things ever. I think I actually went back and watched this one and some dude had offered to make Lars. Oh, it was Rob. He had offered to make Rob a, a strap for his base. And Rob was being so nice. <laughs> but all I could think about was him thinking, oh, dear God. I wonder what this is going to look like. Yeah. So it's probably made of yard. Yeah. So then, you know, anyway, so this is the Met on Tour sh- song for that video. Yeah, this is where it all comes full circle for you. Your first Black Album song live. Yeah, I didn't even think about that part. That was my first album. This is, uh, Third or fourth song on that album. Yep. Third or fourth. I can't think of it right now, but. Sandman, Sad. What was it earlier? Yeah, it's number three. Holier than that. The end part with just the bass is awesome. Yes. Rob kills it. It is wonderful. Um. Yeah. Of course, just you know, just classic, classic Metallica, in Metallica fashion. Now, this next song that comes up though was a shocker for me because, like, now they don't play this song till way, way later. This is the last three. Is it in the encore now? Or right before it's right. It's got to. It's at least right before. So like, it's so weird because when I looked, I was like, "Oh, my iTunes got this way off." Yeah. And then I looked at the set list, and sure enough, it's it's there. And I'm sure you probably know what it is just from the intro. And no, it's not Lars hitting a snare. That was fun to watch him get to play around with that live. That was cool. Now, night two, I did feel like it went on a little too long. Well, Lars... He was a bit a little extra. Yeah. And in the moment, he was like, this is the last time I'm going to get to do this. And little did he know that that was going to be the last show he had played. For a while. For, I mean, until now. Well, that, he, they played Stern and places like that. but They did the Pandemica show, but that doesn't count. They didn't play in front of me, so it's not a real show. <laughs> So anyway, in case you didn't know, this is one uh, off their uh, famously named And Justice for All album. Uh, you know. And they made that one music video. Which one? 
Boots. <laughs> Tyler, who's on first? People always said we looked like Abbott Costello. Why not play the part? Nah, yeah. Did they do lasers during this part? Yes. It was pretty cool. They always do lasers during this song, but it fits. It's one of those songs I enjoy the mirror, but I fucking replace it at this point. I've heard it so many times. And I know there are so many people and there will always be somebody that's never seen Metallica live and they have to see one. And they don't have to. I mean Like I'll give you Sandman. You can have Sandman, sure. Even as much as I can't stand the song now, nothing else matters. But we don't have to play one every single show. We could replace it with like Ronnie. <laughs> what a set change! Could you imagine? How about they just keep the same intro too? Do the same war scene and everything, and, and go they right start into Ronnie. Because <laughs> everyone would have PTSD at that point, and so it would fit right in. You shoot me again. That fits. Shoot me again. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. Right. If you've heard one, you've heard it a thousand times. So we won't, we won't make if you listen. If you've heard it one time, you've heard it a thousand. Yes, you have. Um, now this next song is one song that I think they should play every single show. It's so much fun live. It's one of those songs where he where he talks before it, and he just gets you in the moment, and it, it's a fun one. It actually ended up being my dad's favorite Metallica song. Let's see what he says. Is it feeling good? Nothing. He said nothing. <laughs> Is this feeling good? <laughs> Maybe it's at the it's end, at the of, end the of the war. Okay, okay. Then it's not just me. Death. Okay, well, what it's we're going to do good. is <laughs> I want to hear what he right. says. Let's go back. We've uh, Metallica's been in town a couple ah. times before this tour, right? I think Bonnaroo and a little club called Grimey's, right? And before that, Metallica are road dogs, you know that. We've been through here a lot of times, but our watch is kind of slow. It takes us a while to get here. And I want to know how many people here tonight that this is your very first Metallica show. Unbelievable. We are very grateful and glad that you are here finally. What took you so long, we don't know. Now put your hands in the I'm air. I'm sorry, James. I'm, I was just now, I think, second, what, 16? Third, fifth, uh, maybe 20th we're lucky we even got into the stadium. We were worried about that, I think, for a while. Because we are family, you know that? I'm sure Putin was worried. He didn't have an ID, I don't think. He never had an ID. It always sounds better together. So that's what we're going to do here tonight. We're going to dedicate this song to the dedicated Metallica fan. That's me. me. All right? And for the maybe the fan who's gone through some tough times in their lives, like we have... I know we all have to the same extent. So this is dedicated to talking you, about 2020. Right. a fan who's gone through tough times, but has come out maybe stronger. With the help of friends, with the help of family, and with the help of Metallica, I hope. Cause what to kill you, make your mouth stop! 
broken, beat, and scarred. Song number three on the album. Yes. This is a fun one live. One thing I remember about this show, the first couple songs, something was up with the audio in-house, and like you could hear James at his regular register, but like you also heard his voice at like three octaves above. <laughs> I don't really? know if you noticed that I or don't remember that. But like for the first two or three songs, it was like Metallica and Alvin and the Chickmunks. <laughs> it was. Uh, it totally took me out of the moment. It was for James like Hetfield and Miles Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I don't remember that. Something I do remember though is finally getting to see Metallica. Having seen one or two shows before metal show wise, I didn't realize that you could get lead vocals in house. Like, because in small clubs, you can't. Oh, no, you cannot not at get all. a lead vocal in house. You better know the words and be close. So, but Metallica, man. Mick takes care of you. Oh, Mick is the best. He makes sure that you can hear James Hetfield's beautiful, soothing voice at just the perfect volume. Yes. Mick is the best. And, uh, we, uh, we've hung out with Mick a couple times. He was a blast. Super nice guy who gave us his time when he definitely did not have to. Thanks, Mick. So that's uh, Broken, Beaten, Scarred. And, uh, you know, again... Does James say anything after this one, too? I don't... I guess we'll find out. Excellent singing, by the way. What? Okay. All right. So you got the album Death Magnetic, I guess. Yes, we do. Would you like to hear some more? (laughs) All right. This one requires the Metallica family of Nashville to participate in this next song. And I will show you what to do. You'll know when it's your turn. This one is entitled Cyanide. This is so much fun, too, though. Like, I enjoyed this live. Start Wars, I never really loved on the album like I don't dislike it it's not my favorite by any means and uh, it, it's a lot better live this part right here with Rob yes Let's do it fun fact this debuted uh, at OzFest uh, 2000 and whatever the year is before this was released really yes I remember uh, I read it online and then it took like 12 hours for a video to get out and I was ready and I, I'm sure I sent it to you the second I found oh, it oh yeah so was this one out before the day that never comes? Yeah, Cyanide was the absolute first single. Like they just played it live at Ozfest. And but they didn't the release the recorded version no. until after. No, no, no. Okay. That's crazy. They ended up doing this one during um, through the Never, which was kind of shocking to me. Yeah, I didn't expect this one.
love this right here. Yeah. Like this, that is so like, oh, it's so pretty. All right, so that's uh, that's cyanide. I smell something. Do you smell something? Yeah. Is that heavy? It sounds. It smells like something heavy, but it also sounds like I need a little something. You know what I mean? A little something heavy. A little something heavy. Hey, how's it going? What's happening? I don't know who he's talking to, but that's a lucky we person. Youngsters yeah, it here in the front so. row. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's oh, a it's kid. That kid. Yeah. How old are you? Oh, that, that kid's cool. You're eight. I can't wait to take. My How old kids. are you? Eleven. <laughs> How do I tell? I was Ten? sixteen, James. Yeah. Right on. Welcome. It is cool oh, when they point man. out kids in the crowd. That's why I want to start taking my kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got some kids. The whole reason I had kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> We are the Metalla Dads podcast, so you can best believe that maybe one day that'll be us. Like, comment, and subscribe. That James is talking to. All right. Did you, uh, did you guys enjoy our friends in Gojira, the first band that played here tonight? I personally like them very much. Maybe they're too heavy. No? Okay. You like Lamb of God? We did like Lamb of God. Now. Most excellent. Well, we appreciate them coming out on the road and helping kick ass, if you know what I'm saying. We'd like to get it, dedicate this next song to them because this is Talica heavy. Do you want heavy? Nashville, do you want heavy? Yes. Talica gives you heavy. Another black album song. Yeah, those are to be expected. And I loved it the first time I saw it. God, Sabbath True is so And good. even the second. Now it's another one of those. I, don't get me wrong, it's fun, but let's replace it with 2 by 4 call it a day. 2 by 4 Ain't my bitch. Something. I know it'll never happen, but I can bitch if I'd like to. Could you imagine if, like, they decided to do a couple steps down on this one? Uh, it's like the Pandemica show. Like that thing Dude, was now that you dirty. I, I forgot about that. That because I don't know. We're probably not going to cover that on an episode by itself, so we could talk about it now. The sad but true during the Pandemica show was so slow. Dude, that thing was dirtier than Pigpen. Yes, like it was like just dun, 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 dun. like I remember looking at you like, holy crap. Like, I wanted to get up and start picking up the change, okay? It was that heavy. I'm about to donkey kick somebody, man. Like, it is so heavy. They did that actually, I think, a couple of times. There were a couple of songs that were just dirty slow. That's just the one that sticks out, but yeah, they did. Like, everything was slower and uh, lower. Slower and lower. Yeah. Such a good song. You know it's sad but true. So that's, you know, Sabbath True. This next one ended oh. up just being a staple for us, for yeah, sure, because right. this is one of your Metallica tattoos, isn't it? Yeah, it's my mom's favorite Metallica song, so I got it tattooed on my leg. So, uh, in case you want to know what this song is... It's our first Metallica cover we ever saw. First Metallica cover. I haven't looked at this at this in a while. So, well, obviously we were in Nashville, so it's just being the music city of Nashville, country music city of Nashville. It's very fitting. Turn the page. 
We definitely need to let this song go for a minute because of what happens. Yeah, I know. should probably stop for a second. This was the slowest part of the show, other than the beginning of one, which people freak out during that song, so it yeah. didn't stop. Like this, one, and nothing else matters were the only breaks we had, except maybe the solos. Which is coming up. Yeah. I like the solos, but I like what Kirk and Rob are doing right now. Or what, what they were doing during the Hardwired tour. Yeah, I like their the little uh, cover cover section. It was unique. The show we saw in Alabama was fun. Dude, yes. Sweet home Alabama. With James jumped in on vocals, that, that made it for me. Which they've covered, you know... Skinner. Skinner before. Tuesday's gone. What's the part during that song that happens right at the beginning? They're singing it, and he goes, uh, he's talking, I think, to the producer or somebody. Jerry! <laughs> Jerry! I think it's Jerry. <laughs> yes, I think so. Or it's Gary. Gary! Gary! <laughs> Gary! the times you This is one of those where the person who did the cover ended up being better than the original. I'm sorry. It only happens. No hate, Bob Seger, but it's Metallica, man. It only happens sometimes. Like Johnny Cash and Nine Inch Nails. And, uh, I'll give Metallica this song for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful cover. Just because James' vocals fit so well with the style that they went with. I don't know how he is from California. He sounds so southern when he sings shit like this. Why he can't be from Chattanooga be my neighbor. Dude, could you imagine if they were from Chattanooga? Because they do a show in their home city every tour. Uh-huh. So we'd get several. You know? We could have had SM2 in Chattanooga. At the, the <laughs> at McKinsey Arena. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that is, think of the smallest arena you've ever been in and cut it in half. That's McKinsey Arena. Oh, by the way, this is the part we were talking about. Here it comes. Nashville! Yeah. That is one of the biggest memes we've ever had. <laughs> it's gone on <laughs> since this night. <laughs> yep. Because we obviously, like we talked about, memorizing this live show from beginning to end, we've said Nashville so loud. And you can't even, I can't even listen to the recording from Garage Days and not be like, Nashville. No. Like, my wife gets mad if it comes on the radio and I'm not paying attention, and I don't do it. Like, where's it at? I was like, sorry, I was driving. There's no doubt. There I go. Yeah. So now, also, anytime we're in Nashville, we do it. But then at some point, we went and saw Kevin Smith do a podcast in Nashville. 
and he had said Hashville. Hashville, yes. He said Hashville, and then there's also any Nashville residents. There's, I think there's a Cashville, Cash. like, like a cash title pond place yeah. called Cashville. Cashville. So <laughs> we. Anytime we're anywhere, we'll say it. Like Nashville, Cashville, Hashville. Smashville, <laughs> Trashville, you name it. Smashville. <laughs> I remember I called my mom during this song through my shitty phone and just held it up so she could hear it. Oh, I'm sure it sounded... Oh, I'm Amazing. sure it sounded wonderful. Because you had like the iPhone Pro Max, right? The oh, iPhone yeah. Pro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it serves correctly. I had the the Palm Trio, which was like a little Palm Violet. This is just a piece of junk. The Palm. Was it that one? Or what was the name of the one that had the speakers on the side? Right there on the hinge? Okay. I, I remember because it had a screen. It was first like touchable. Oh yeah, the palm, the palm trio, dude, and that one you have with the flip with the screen, like yeah. those speakers got blown out like day two, oh, real quick. Playing Asley dying yeah. and kill switch. <laughs> what do we got next? Up next, I've never really cared for this song. It's just not one that ever jumped up in the list for me. Yeah, and I don't. To be, I don't know what it is about it that I just don't care for. I mean, I like the song. I hate the video. I like the song. We did talk about that during episode one. Video trash. Like, if you're going to... I don't understand the point of releasing a music video if you're not in it. Other than just get some hype and whatever. But Like, the Day That Never Comes video was fantastic. Yeah, it was very so well made, good. too. Um, why, couldn't we, why couldn't they have done that with this song? I don't need to see little wire robots... Doing their thing, like I get it. You're artistic, and that's cool. But you couldn't have like superimposed Lars's face over <laughs> the drummer robot. What is that called? Deep fake. Deep fake. You yeah. could have deep faked their faces. That was before deep fake was a thing. Was that around 2008? No. It's so real now, though, that you can deep fake anybody. They could deep fake the Queen of England on the James Hetfield's face. Be like, is that the Queen of England? Yes. 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 Dude, she's nailing all Nightmare Long right now. <laughs> so yeah, you got my, all Nightmare Long. My favorite thing about this track is that you heard him say one, two. That's the best part. One, two. Yeah. What do we got next? Up next, we'll let uh, our friend Kirk kind of just do his thing. This is his first solo. Kirk solo number one. I like the first solo. The second solo, you can, if, if you know music at all, you can tell where it's going. I love when you hit Kirk guitar on stage and just tell him to play for two minutes. It's always fun. during a tour you know 
but spoiler alert, if you see them more than once, you end up hearing the same solo two or three times. So it's not... Small variations, um, nothing major. Unfortunately, it's not too unique. But at this point, you know, Kirk's done enough. He doesn't have to be... At this point, I mean, the first show, it's all new to me, so... I tell you what, though, I do miss the era of large drum solos. And I know he's made some sort of explanation why he doesn't do those anymore, but I, I would have liked to see it. I would have liked to have been there for the Lars versus James drum solo. Yeah. What video is that, Darren? Uh, I know it's Black Album era, but... Was it live shit? Did you purge? Probably. Ish? I think it was during some... 94? Somewhere mm-hmm. there. That's a cool video. Okay, so if you're following along, that was song, that was number 11... And this, when you buy, back then, when you bought the live recordings, it was on two discs. So that was complete disc one. Um, This would be considered the back half of the show. Um, And then we'll jump into this one, which, if you remember from our first episode, you know, hearing this particular song. This one meant a lot. Mm -hmm. I was very excited when we started it. Like, I can't. I knew they were going to play it, but I had no idea they were going to play it, if that makes any sense. Um, we hadn't seen that song since the show, and uh, when they played it in SM2, I about fell out. That was probably one of the bigger surprises. Yeah, I didn't Fairness. expect that. I did not expect the day that never comes. And the fact that it was song number three, and the fact that they did just the symphony intro, which was just gorgeous. Yeah. And we'll get into that when we review that show. Yeah, that one's definitely going to happen. I'm trying to convince my wife to come on for that one because she was at the both shows as well. Yeah. If not, which it's going to take some work, I'll get somebody who was. We'll get somebody. We know tons of people that were there. Looking back now, we were so lucky to get a ticket to that show. It was so hard oh, to get a ticket. I don't know how. Like, we, we got both. We had tickets for both nights via Ticketmaster. <laughs> as impossible as that sounds. Yeah. First trial, we didn't have to buy resale. If we had to buy resale, we wouldn't win. No, it was too expensive. It was like $800 tickets for the nosebleeds. We were on the floor for the second night. Yeah, pretty lucky there. Something, too, that comes to mind anytime I hear this song is your choreography in the car oh the yeah we'll make a YouTube video one day to compare you with this episode I don't I don't know it though we'd have to get you'd have to show me I'm yeah, sure you know it's not hard <laughs> it was stupid <laughs> it's so dumb but being in high school it's like dude this is the coolest thing ever oh yeah everything dumb is cool when you're in high school <laughs> Probably why we like St. Anger so much, right? Yeah, probably. Except drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Well, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Um, this one was a staple, and this is one of those songs that they play every single show that I'm excited about. Yeah, I do enjoy this This one, one is a good one. Whether it's the first or the 17th time. And we'll let uh, James bring us in. Thanks, James. Master Puppets. Master.
Now, I was real disappointed because I didn't know that he stopped doing that line live in Master of Puppets. Uh, how I'm fucking you? I was real disappointed when he didn't do that, and I did. Yeah, he don't do that anymore. He does still do Pancakes Go, though. Yeah, so. that's always fun. And he's got me doing uh, Mr. Hammett during Mr. Hammett. Memory remains. Yeah, it's no longer off sucking. Yeah. It's Mr. Hammett. Mr. Hammett. All right, well, if you're a Metallica fan, you've heard this song 10 million times, whether you've seen them once or never. <laughs> we so. won't. I'm not going to say we're going to bore you because Let's, the song's not boring. But it's we, not, but... You know, we're no, like an no hour. rehashing Master of Puppets. It's like, let's break down this song. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so the next one now is... Now, this one surprised me. It surprised me, but then come to find out they were playing it every show. Yeah. And now they it's a rarity. And now, yeah. like, they hardly ever not play rare, it. rare, but they don't play it. It's it's not a staple. Uh, this is one of those songs that if I'm driving down the road, this comes on, especially a live version. I'm doing at least twenty over and never realize it. We've never seen them open with this song. No, I don't know that they ever have opened with it. I'm sure they did back. Another track intro, which we hearkened to earlier. It's okay. It's okay to do track intros. We'll let them kind of get into it. Because this is another one that, you know, if you've heard Master Puppets, you've heard Battery. Yeah, absolutely. we got to dial in and understand everything that happened. Oh, yeah, it's coming up, isn't it? So this next one, of course, you got battery, and then we'll do um, Kirk solo number two. I don't remember what this one sounds like. So you said you preferred the first one over this one. Yeah, because it leads into the next song. Oh. If you know, if you know, you know. I don't believe it, but I'm feeling better. Please send your eyes and your he ears. He played this one for a while. Right. Your love up here to my friend, the guitar, Mr. Kirk. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you know it. You just didn't know you knew it. Man, that takes it back. I mean, in reality, he plays a variation of this now. Yeah, of some variation. So, you know, we've got solo number two here. Just to kind of move things along because we've been going on for a while. Next up, 
was Nothing Else Matters. Shocking because of Kirk's guitar oh tone. Oh my god. I can't believe he went straight into that song. Like, I thought he would have needed to detune or something. Um, you know. So, Nothing Else Matters and then straight into Inner Sandman. Not shocking. They still oh, do oh. that. Uh, that uh, which, at that point, you expect the show to be over. But, spoiler alert, it's not. It's not. They make you think it is. So, uh, if memory serves, we need to jump to the end of Inner Sandman to tell a little story. Yeah. We'll let, uh, we'll let the last part of Inner Sandman go. Um, and then... My recording's... It's not yours. I forget it's always been like that. Has it really? Yeah. It's always been like that. It's probably how I burned it. Yeah. (laughs) We're missing the back half of Inner Sandman. That's okay. Because it wasn't important. We're sitting here looking at the laptop screen now. It's like, wait a minute. He's doing the count in. There's like 12 seconds left of this song. What's about to happen? Anyway, so I'm going to let Blake kind of... This is his moment, so... Okay, so... I came into the show with a sign stuffed in my pocket. It was probably one foot by two foot piece of paper. Literally a piece of paper. Yeah, it was like... Uh, poster board poster paper, probably. Board, yeah. yeah. And uh, on one side, it said 9-14-09, the day that finally came. But on the other side, it had a much more important message. It said, James, can I have your shirt? Now... Did I expect this to work? No, not at all. But uh, I figured, screw it. We'll try it. You never know unless you try. Would I like to walk out of the Subway Center with James Atfield's t-shirt? You bet your ass. But did I expect to? Not at all. So uh, I believe it was after Inner Sandman, he sees the sign, and uh, he throws it into the crowd. Well, unknowingly, I didn't see him do this. So I'm turned helping somebody that we were with get up because they got knocked down in the pit and this guy very very inebriated runs up to me says man i got it i got james shirt i was like what he's like yeah man he threw it to me so james is still at the mic and i throw it back up and uh well uh, i think i'll let you listen yeah let's hear let's hear james's side of the story on this one Side back up. Did I miss something? Sorry, let's get dressed. Get my girdle on. All right, are you still here? Of course, we're still here, James, because you guys play on and on and on, man. You just won't stop. Isn't it time to go home yet? I didn't think so. Did you get it? I threw it to you, man. You got it? Can you share it? What's up? Every... <laughs> I tried to get it to you, man. I was one person away. Pretty close. 
Have a pick. Here, give this guy a pick. Of this right? guy. All right. Greatest moment of my life right here. Love you too, bro. I died. All right. Love you too, bro. He said that he loved me as well, and I was fit to be tied. I could have left right then and there and been a happiest son of a bitch on the planet, but it gets better. Dude, like, they... You're in a arena with thousands of people, and James Hevel's directly talking to you. He took out like 30 seconds of that show and talked directly to you, and gave you a pick. Yeah, he he gave this guy a pick, which I still have, of course. Uh, but how that story gets even better. So we were with uh, a couple of our friends rode down with us, as well as my dad, Tyler, and my little sister. Well. One of our friends that was with us saw this drunk dude in the pit with the t-shirt hanging out of his shorts. So she just runs through the pit, snatches it out of his shorts, sticks it under her shirt. And uh, when we got to the top of the arena at the end of the show, she gave it to me and I fuck, I cried. I, I have James Hetfield's t-shirt. It's in a bag in my closet to this day. And it's something I'd never get rid of. It's my favorite possession. Looking back now, like, could you imagine um, making anything like that now? Like, making a sign that would no, say... not at all, because I understand who James is now, and that was... I was a kid, so I didn't get it. That was real <laughs> shitty of me to make that sign. Like, you're playing a show for me. I don't need the shirt off your back. That's a lot to ask. <laughs> but as a 16-year-old kid who doesn't know any better, it was the greatest moment of my life. Dude. I would never do it again. But, but now you have I'm it, glad so. it happened when I was 16 and I didn't know anybody. And he didn't have to give it to you. Not at all. But he totally did, which just speaks to his character. Absolutely. And Quick side note. If the guy who got the shirt stolen from him ever hears this, sorry, bro, you shouldn't have drank so much. <laughs> sorry. Hey, make you a sign, dude. You never know. Hey, hit hit me up. Shirt. I'll give you a pick or something. Not the one he gave me, but I've got some extras. Yeah. Or even a poster. Side note, if anyone ever, ever hears this, who has the poster from this show, hit me up. Heck yeah. They made posters at that point still? There was a small run, and uh, it's fabulous. Like huh. It is my holy grail poster. I post it in every group when they ask what your grail is, and uh, I have to have it one day. It's Interesting. One. I don't think I've never seen it. I know I've never seen it. So, yeah, that's James talking to Blake for a little while. And you get his shirt off his back. That's why he says he's getting his girdle on, because he had to go. Someone had to find him a new black T-shirt. This one had no sleeves. The one he gave you has no sleeves? No, the one he put, he put on The one he put no on sleeves. has no sleeves. Okay. Very interesting. I can't. I still can't believe that he did that. Yeah, that was... Whew. Until I had kids, that was the greatest moment of my life. Interesting. Yeah. I couldn't imagine asking him to do that now. No, not at all. I'd feel like such an asshole if I even asked. I know he wouldn't do it at this point, but yeah. either way. I think I feel like he's a different person now. Yeah. Because um, this is 11 years later. But he was still doing meet and greets at the time, so I feel like he was still a social butterfly. Yeah. And he is not that anymore. So Not at all. <laughs> Dude, you remember when he did an Instagram run? He had an Instagram for a little while. Yeah. And that was awesome. But not anymore. It was during the Orion period. Yeah. 2013 uh, is when he quit. Yeah. 
R.I.P. Met <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, meet and greets. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, so yeah, after that, we'll let him kind of tell you what comes next. You can see there's an extra amp up on on stage here. We have the distinct pleasure of inviting on stage with us one of our all-time idols. And I know the reason that Lars is so into music, right? He followed him around, pestered him forever. I think he even threw up on him, something like that. Oh, Lars. Lars is the biggest Motorhead fan. Motorhead? Who could it be? And here is the godfather of heavy metal. I kick my ass so hard for the not appreciating Motorhead, Motorhead at this point Lemmy in my life, dude. It's freaking Lemmy, man. Lemmy, 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 Lemmy. Dude, I have seen that. I forgot, though. Oh, that is so cool. I would kill for that. Okay, so if you're if you're, of course you can't see this, but the Nashville poster <laughs> is a, is the standard you know Metallica type skull with a country boot, like straight up like a cowboy boot, yeah, cowboy boot, point pointed toe. It's got the you know the standard brown leather, but then at the top the top leg part is red, and it just says Nashville nine fourteen oh nine. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it was only like a run of sixty. Oh, yeah. Dude, somebody's sitting on one I'll, or two. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. I've got some cool posters I would gladly trade. Yeah. So back to, of course, let me, if you, I don't know if anybody ever played the Brutal Legend, Jack Black's video game. It was a fun game. I remember the, that one. The, they called Lemmy, was it Mr. Killmeister or something like that? Something similar to that. I don't remember. I don't know. It's He's in the game, which is a really cool homage to him, but this was before he passed away, so it wasn't like a... Posthumous. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, so... We'll listen to this for a little bit. Damage Case. All right. From the grave. Give it to us, Lemmy. Now, if you've ever seen the Lemmy movie, um, they, play, they show him playing with Metallica, and it's at this show. This part was also on the Bet on Tour video. Yeah. All right, here comes James. I didn't realize until I was listening to this the other day. James got the lyrics wrong just then. Did he? He See, just I didn't repeated know. exactly what Lemmy just said in the, per- in the first verse. That's funny. And you know Lemmy knows the lyrics. It's his song. <laughs> yeah. Poor James. It's okay. He probably found out they were doing this song the same day, and they just kind of ran through it a couple times. But James is notorious for forgetting or repeating lyrics. I'll yeah. never forget the time... We finally got to see Whiplash, and he fucked up my favorite part. 
He skipped the never stop, will never quit because we're Metallica. Yeah. At the Dehaunt set, and I could have cried. Yeah, there was a lot going on, and we'll talk about that during the Oh, Orion that'll be a fun one. He that, had so much going on in his mind at the moment that no wonder he forgot the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay, James. This is not your song, even though you did cover it on Garage Days, but we'll let you have it. That's been a while. <laughs> so I do have to say, as many times as we've heard this uh, CD of this live show all the way through, Anytime it got to this song. Oh, this is the best part. I'm going to let Blake answer the answer James's question for us real quick. Need some more Motorhead, don't you? No. You need some more, don't you? No. No, we don't. I'm good. Too late, too We're good. Late. So they did Too Late, Too Late. There's that. Anyway, so yeah, we got to see Lemmy play with Metallica, which was awesome. Now, to be able to say that we were there, I don't always tell everybody how selfish we were at the time. No. Now everybody will know, but that doesn't matter. At least we saw him. We did see him. All right, so we went through the whole thing except for one, uh, one song. So, you know, this is about to wrap it up right here. And during World Magic Tour they would always release the big inflatable black the beach balls beach balls which during any other if it was any other band or any other show it would probably be a really cool effect to see in a huge crowd yeah but when it's metallica it's metallica memorabilia so the first thing that's going <laughs> to happen is it's going to get snatched out of the air and immediately brought down yeah so it totally defeats the purpose of what it was meant to do, which was create some sort of cool effect of all these beach balls flying around. But that doesn't happen. As soon as you get one, you've got to like bring it down into your smushed area and immediately start, start deflating. deflating. Yes. <laughs> Glad. I'm so happy I never even messed with that. My dad's got one. That's the first thing he did. <laughs> immediately just snatch, grab, pull down, deflate. Yeah. Like, and they did that for a long time too, didn't they? For yeah. A, like, a long I time. Made it. I don't even know how they had that many. I'm sure they just kept getting made, but yeah. So anyway, we'll let James tell us what's about to happen. Family Nashville style. Are you ready? Three simple words you need to know: seek and destroy. miss them ending with a song. I wish they still did that. Yeah, I do too. The cool part about this one was uh, James coming down. He didn't even play a good chunk of the song on guitar. He just grabbed a microphone and started walking around. Uh, I'm more jealous that I didn't need to sing it than anything. Yeah. He did that, I think, on every show did of he? this tour. I'm sure he did. No, I know he did in Atlanta because I did that show. Really? And I was on the rail for that one. I wonder why he did it here and not there. I have no idea. He doesn't love us as much. Nashville. That's my favorite part of seeing Seek and Destroy Live, is him saying the city name. Nashville. 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 
All right, so here comes our first crowd. See how they do. That's a good bad. Something else also, sorry to interrupt you. This is something else too that I definitely would never see him do again. Come down to the crowd. Oh, no, not at all. My favorite one is towards the end. And you'll know which one it is because it's good. Six. Six out of ten. I think that was a kid, so yeah. I'll, I'll give it. That's okay. I think it's this one. Yep. Definitely not bad. That's the best one. Yeah. Poor guy. This sucks. Hi, Lars. Hey, Lars. Hi. Miss you. All right, so here's what we'll do. We'll um, we'll wrap. We'll start wrapping it up here. Um, and we'll talk about what we're going to say next episode. Yeah. Um, next episode will be uh, Valve review. Uh, I think we're going to start with load and uh, just kind of go track by track and uh, go from there. I know that might seem arbitrary to randomly start with load, but I mean, I don't know. Why not? We love that album. A lot of people don't. Some people do. Some people do. At least, at least we didn't start with St. Anger. You're right. We could have totally oh, started. I would have been down. And we would have. We could have done it. We really could have. But we won't. We're going to yeah. do it Oh, at yeah. Some it's point. coming. I promise that's what she said. And uh, it's going to be probably the, one of the most positive St. Anger reviews ever made. Oh, yeah. People who hate that album don't listen you should listen, because we're going to change your mind. Oh, that's the plan. I, I, this is the only political order. statement I'll make. It'll be the Steven Crowder meme, where it's like, <laughs> I love St. Anger, change my mind. <laughs> I'm going to go make that meme now. <laughs> and that'll probably, we'll just make that the album, or the yeah. the episode cover. <laughs> we love St. Anger, change our mind. Yes. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up, dude. Uh, uh, one more time, uh, you know. Uh, like and subscribe please on all platforms uh, send us an email what's the email Tyler metalladadspodcast at gmail.com well, I am Blake Talica and I'm Tyler Sanford thanks for joining us see ya